0: Radio Drome. It's another episode of Radio Drome, and guess what, people? Mr. Jones is here this week. Fix
1: the links, Josh.
2: Yeah, because that's completely <laughs> my fault, right? <laughs> He's spilling honey mustard all over the switchboard.
0: I'm not the one who spilled honey mustard on the switchboard, you klutz. See, what I love the most about this, Brad, is they're yelling at me to fix the links on your web (laughs) page. They somehow think think I have access to that. No,
1: no, I think that they think that you run Jackalope's site (laughs) with a giant switchboard. Ugh, idiots. It's all time that could be spent fixing the links, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Put the brewski down, Josh. (laughs) Or or you could go to adamandeve.com, use the promo code DROME to get 50% off of a single item. Three free DVDs, free US shipping, and a free mystery gift. All you got to do is use the promo code drome at adamandeve.com, and then you can fix your own links. Yeah, <laughs> I made that a sexual innuendo. <laughs> Tonight, what I wanted to talk about was true stories or how untrue true stories are. What do you see as the dividing line to where it's no longer a true story and it's more? fiction than it is fact. Do you think it's ethical for them to call something like Radio a true story when they admit right up front on the DVD that they made 75% of the movie up? I
1: think it when it when it comes to that, that's typically why they have inspired by a true story, you know. If they're if they're doing it a lot more honest, typically they'll say something like that. They won't say they I mean don't get me wrong, plenty of them do. When it's tends to be more truer than some of the others usually you know it'll say based on a true story again i say usually because p- plenty of movies that say that still aren't but ones that do that are that are more so open about taking a lot of liberties you know they'll use the term inspired by a true story which i think is the more ethical way to to go about something like that and then there's others that you know just do it for just as kind of a joke you know like the, the living be- dead yeah yeah or like fargo
2: Fargo was a joke.
0: (laughs) I absolutely love the sincerity in his voice there. That was beautiful.
1: No, that stuff stuff happened, dude.
2: That was actually, I thought it was a true story. Oh, no, no. That's one thing I hated about the movie. I'm like, man, these people really died, and they're making all these darkly comic things about it. That's kind of sad.
1: Now you love it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now I actually like it. It's fine.
1: Yeah, no, the Coens came out some years after that and said, like, yeah, that wasn't real. We we just made that
2: up. I think it should always be inspired by... I've rarely seen one that was any semblance to the actual fact outside of, like, a documentary.
1: Sure, I mean, but there's some that are certainly more so than others. And I think that... Well, anything, you're going to take artistic license. You're going to do things to it to where it'll fit more as an entertaining narrative or structured as a narrative. So I think that you can still have some that simply say based on a true story or something like that. But not many of them do, or at least a lot of them are disingenuous about it. But the ones that are really, 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 that really, really, really take liberties tend to go by inspired by a true story. And those kind of movies are usually separate than something, say, like, Like, okay, like, look at Deranged compared to Lincoln. One of them's far more inspired by a true story than the other one.
0: Well, then what about something like where where they take the truth and they do make it relatively accurate and they mix it in with blatantly false things, such as, like, Casino? Scorsese said, obviously, the De Niro character and the Pesci character and all that are totally made-up fictional characters but the overall story is more or less how Vegas actually got built. So yeah, and, and is Casino a true story or fiction or a really good mix of both? I think it's a really
1: good mix of both because the character cuz Ace who De Niro's playing is based on a real guy. He's 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 I I you have to forgive me. I forget I forget the real guy's name, but it is inspired by an actual I've seen an guy. interview
0: with him. So yeah
1: yeah yeah a different name, of course. The real life name's different than the one in the movie, same with Pesci's character as well, so that's that's a good mixture of both and uh, you know, just because something takes liberties and adds a fair amount of fiction to something that's otherwise inspired by true events, that doesn't make it bad. you know uh, movies do they they do that all the time, sometimes they'll go a little overboard and taking a lot of liberties, sure. I don't think that that takes away from the movie being good or bad. I, I don't think that that, makes the move, that that necessarily makes the movie bad, just in and it of itself. Casino, I think, is one of Scorsese's
0: best movies. I think Casino's I, a phenomenal—I actually—I love Goodfellas. I actually think I like Casino better. I do, too, and I, I love Goodfellas. Don't get me wrong, I totally
1: love Goodfellas. I'm, I'm with you on that. I love Casino. Uh, I think I think it's one of Scorsese's best. I absolutely love Casino.
0: And where else are you gonna get, gonna get to see Robert De Niro yelling at Joe Bob Briggs with huge seventies hair?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's the same thing that they always do. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find any based on a true story drama that's one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Well, see, I'm not looking for a hundred percent accuracy. When when I when I hear true
0: story, I want to know that at least a majority of the events are true but you get ones like Brad and I just brought up with Goodfellas, while the events in that are more or less true they're also only from one man's perspective the other mobsters that were involved claim that he completely made that story up so it's yeah, true from from his perspective
1: yeah but, but that doesn't that doesn't make it a bad movie
0: but in it's fact, final, but it doesn't make it a true story at least it, in the it, in the pure definition of the word true i think it's,
1: inspired by a true story it's based on true events and stuff like that you're not going to find anything that's going to be 100 percent accurate like that and really let's be honest if it was probably wouldn't be as entertaining
2: to be honest i never really cared for goodfellas or casino as being true stories they're just great mob movies whether the events in them happened or not you take the movie as fiction it's the movie's fiction it's not saying that it's a
0: documentary well, then, then what about ones that... And I I love this movie, and I think it handles the fact that nobody knows what really happened beautifully. A movie like 2002's Wonderland.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where,
0: where it takes... It shows you John Holmes' version of events. It shows you David Lynn's version of events. It shows you the police's version of events, all of which match the physical evidence, all of which contradict one another. So you, as the viewer, are just like... The cops, in reality, nobody really knows what happened on Wonderland Avenue that night.
2: No, that's like... Rashomon, and John Holmes wasn't in Rashomon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did like that, that Wonderland went that route. I mean, I, I don't think every true story should do that, but with the Wonderland going that direction, I thought that was really cool. I thought they did that really, really well. That was a nice way of handling that, that information. Hollywoodland did the same thing. Hollywood Land left it open to audiences whether George Reeves killed himself or not so I yeah i I do like it when some movies do that I'm glad that not all of them do because that would just get kind of redundant after a while but uh but yeah those are those are really good examples of that of that kind of a structure.
0: what about when they're trying to tell a true story that is actually true but for the sake of I won't even say brevity but for the sake of Excitement for the audience they leave out numerous key things and just kind of hit on the if it's a movie about somebody falling down very far the low points or somebody you know rising to start the high points something like permanent midnight mm-hmm. they, they basically cut three quarters of that book out to make the mm-hmm. movie and you know all they did is hit on some of the more exciting moments. Instead of how he got to those moments, I think that's one of the reasons Permanent Midnight bugged me so much as a movie. It felt more like the Cliff Notes version
2: of Jerry Stahl's book than Jerry Stahl's book.
0: Welcome to
1: movies that are adapted from books.
2: Movies, (laughs) Movies have to follow a specific story structure. Real life doesn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Movies have to follow that kind of, yeah, that... Take most movies that are based on books, they're not going to cover the entire thing, especially when it's especially when it's a biography. Of course, they're going to follow a certain more titillating structure. Of the course, they're going to hit on the important notes because you can't tell everything in a movie like that than you can in a book. You've got to leave stuff out. That's... That's, but, what movie like adap- of, that's what movie adaptations do.
0: But, like, in the case of Permanent Midnight, there was a lot of really interesting parts of Stahl's life that, that he left out. Like, there's that one-line mention in near the beginning of the movie that he used to be an editor for Hustler. And f- from the when I worked for Hustler, I've spoken to some of the editors that worked with him. They said he was absolutely nuts, and he was, fu- he was fired from Hustler. He didn't quit. And, like, he attacked other editors and that, and it's like, You tell me, that wouldn't have been interesting to see in the movie.
1: And I'll bet you there are a thousand stories just like that that were also left out of that movie. And I'll bet you there is a thousand interesting things about every biography movie ever made that aren't put in the movie.
0: Well, then I have to ask, what about, and this is, the Permanent Midnight's not the only one that does this. There are numerous other ones that do. When they change real details for the sake of legal reasons, like, how in *Permanent Midnight* it's clearly Alf, yeah. but it's not Alf. It's called like the the Munchie or Muncher or something yeah, like that, isn't it? So, so, something like that. something or, or, like that. Or like in *Star 80*, they don't they don't call it Galaxina. They call it something else. And you know, instead of Peter Bogdanovich, she has an affair with some made up name. Does that kind of bother you when you know they're telling a true story, but they're inserting fictional things for? Usually, and I'll say it, bullshit reasons, cause usually, when you're telling a true story, you could, like in Permanent Midnight, they could have gotten away with using Alf. But that uh, doesn't, if the movie is good enough, that doesn't, Star 80 is a great movie. Yes, it it's, is. If it, if it, if it
1: takes you out of it that much just because names are changed, then it's, then, why do you think why do you consider it a good movie because then it shouldn't be a good movie to you unless you just really like nitpicking that much
0: Have you met me Yes I have So <laughs> oh, come on <laughs> I have and at
1: some point you know you have to find some joy <laughs>
0: I do. Eric Roberts' performance in Star 80.
1: Yeah, it's a great performance. It's a fantastic movie. That's not. That's just things that happen. Names get changed. For legal reasons, names have to get changed. For legal reasons, they couldn't say out. You know? Permanent Midnight did not invent this. Star 80 did not invent this. That's well, something that's been around for, since they've been doing true stories.
0: Well, then what about when they take liberties with the truth for no apparent reason, such as Tim Burton's Ed Wood, a movie I like a lot. I love the film. But it's here's not even, a
1: thousand things about it that suck.
0: As a film, no. As a true story, yes. It's not even close to being realistic in what the relationship between Bello Lugosi and Ed Wood was like and what Ed Wood was like based on everybody who knew him. There is a great documentary out there that basically shows how that movie is almost pure fiction but it was sold as fact because it's based on a true guy. And there are people, this brings me into the next thing, your average moviegoer sees based on a true story, inspired by a true story, as being the facts. You wouldn't believe how many people think People vs. Larry Flint is really how Larry Flint's Supreme Court case and the build-up to it went.
1: Here's the thing, though. People know what goes into an autobiographical film while they might leave that theater saying like, oh, well, maybe things did go that way. The second that you tell them, well, no, there are some differences. Here's one, here's one, here's the other. They will not be surprised.
2: Well, they always make stuff up. I mean, especially, yeah, they
1: always make stuff up.
2: But sometimes
0: it goes into the more lurid area, like it like people versus Larry Flint. In real life, Althea Flint contracted AIDS from a blood transfusion during her hysterectomy. In the movie, it's not said how she gets AIDS, but, and, and they even mention this on the commentary, it's heavily implied she got it from being a heroin addict. It really changes the, 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 the dynamic between the Althea character in the movie and the real Althea Flint, doesn't it? Oh my god, now I hate the movie. Zero stars. You see what I'm trying to say, though, don't you? That, you know, they went for the more lurid route. We're not even going to mention the blood transfusion and the hysterectomy. We'll just heavily imply she's a drug addict and she got AIDS. That's how it happened.
1: Because it's a movie. It's just, it's doing its own narrative. True story movies, they do this all the time. They have their own structure. They have have to still tell a story. They have to still kind of Go in whatever direction that they want to go. It's it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate. It's never going to be a hundred percent accurate. Look at look at how many things aren't true about Man on the Moon. I haven't um, seen
0: Man on the Moon yet, so I, oh, I don't I don't really? know. Well, it's it, it's a damn seen, good movie. Know. It's a it's a damn
1: good movie. I've heard that, and I, I
0: actually like Andy Kaufman. Uh, it's just one of those ones I've never gotten around to yet, so I can't speak yeah, to that one.
1: Yeah, it's a damn good movie, but there's things in there that are, like, they kind of move around things a lot with the time frame. When he does, like, Carnegie Hall, like, it's after he gets uh, told that he's dying, even though in real life that happened before then. And how he meets his girlfriend is radically different in the movie than how it happened in real life. But that's just, you know, for dramatic purposes, for storytelling purposes... That's just what they do. It, it's just kind of common practice right now, and sometimes that sort of has to be the case if you want to tell an entertaining movie. Yeah, if um, you're
2: going to make it accurate, you're going to make a boring movie.
1: Yeah, and I think people know this going into it. While they might not know the exact details of what's true and what isn't, they're not going to think that a 100% of it is serious, and if they do, they're probably 10
0: years old. What about What about whitewashing, such as A Beautiful Mind? You know, they they basically leave out everything that makes Russell Crowe look bad in that movie from the real guy whose name oh. escapes me at the moment. Oh, the Nazi stuff? No, no, no. His homosexuality, his gambling addiction, his 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 drug addictions. They, they basically leave out everything that makes him not look like the the genius that they want to portray. And this is not some conspiracy theory I'm coming up with. Entertainment Weekly did a huge huge expose yeah. on this back when it first came out, that that film is a total whitewash of the yeah. guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, no, 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 yeah, I, I, read, the same, I read the same article. Uh, I read about all that stuff when it came out. And my feeling on that is still a good movie.
2: Yeah, it's a good movie. And you know what? Here's a good thing about that movie is that, hey, I didn't know anything about that guy until I watched that movie. So then I went and learned all the other stuff that they whitewashed over. Is that the movie inspired me to actually go out and learn more stuff about this guy? And see, I, I, there is one phenomenal movie that
0: I have a feeling, Brad and Alex, you're going to fall on my side with just how great it is. That does play a little loose with the facts, but it's still probably 75% right. The Insider by Michael Mann. Oh, yeah, it's I dig a that phenomenal movie. Phenomenal movie. Yeah, good movie. In a way, they whitewash a little bit because they, they really do make, make Lowell Bergman out to be. this sort of white knight that's fighting for the truth. And even Lowell himself admits eh, that kind of played him up a little more heroic than he really was at the time. But it doesn't change the fact, because I agree with you, Brad on this doesn't change the fact that that's a phenomenal, phenomenal film. Oh yeah, 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 totally. And then you've got other ones that they do things that even when they're being really accurate, they throw in one or two moments that just make you go, Really? Such as, have you seen RKO 281? That Showtime, uh, uh. Oh, the, 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 the Orson Welles? Yeah, yeah, the, the one where, uh, Liv Shriver is Orson Welles. It was, uh, produced by Scott, the Scott Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember that, yeah. It was a really relatively accurate version. I mean, sped up events, obviously, of the making sure, of sure. Citizen Kane, except for the fact that for whatever reason, they have Wells and Hearst meeting before Citizen Kane is made, which is what makes Wells want to make the movie of Her- based about Hearst. Hearst and Wells say they'd never met until after the movie. And that just, and yes, I'm being nitpicky. That took me out of the movie because I'm going, okay, everything else in this movie is accurate, but you threw in that one ridiculous moment that is just so untrue. Is that just me nitpicking? Yeah, that's you nitpicking. Screw you
1: is that just you being Josh Hadley <laughs>
0: pretty much or 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 such as to stick with Orson Welles in Ed Wood the scene where he meets Orson Welles in the bar that obviously, never happened obviously it's a great yeah. inspirational scene in the movie but Ed Wood never met Orson Welles you know it it just kind of makes you go okay that was weird
2: it's a but great moment but, in the movie yeah
1: but dramatically it works i mean for for like a normal person, moviegoer, whatever, if you if you're going in there watching it and you're really kind of taken out of stuff, then the movie's not doing a very good job. Uh I'm I'm saying that with a typical person who's watching this, not me. Yeah, not don't take this the wrong way, but not someone who looks for shit to nitpick like a pre pubescent
0: boys like looking at tits. <laughs> hey, I can't change who I am, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> But but then, like, you know, some of the other issues I had, like, with Ed Wood and People versus Larry Flint did this as well, and to the same writers, so I have a feeling it's just their style. They completely cut out the fact that Bella had kids when all this was happening. They make oh, him... Oh, man, what? They did what? They make him a pathetic loser bachelor because it's easier for telling the story. Instead of him having a support system and him having a reason that he needed to get back on his feet... They just make him kind of the, this pathetic loser. It really does change from the real Bello Lugosi at that time to the Martin Landau version. And the Martin Landau version, he was really dead on with his mannerisms too. Mm-hmm. He was a great Bela Lugosi. He deserved. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if he was only nominated or did he win the Oscar. No, he won. he won. He won. Okay, he yeah. deserved that. What about when you do something like like we talked a little bit about before, when you, when you mix realism in, such as like People versus Larry Flint? You've got all these clearly fictional elements such as there are people to this day that think Alec Isaacman was shot alongside Larry Flint back in the 70s when he had never even met Alan Isaacman at that time. For the sake of storytelling, they combined all of Flint's real-life lawyers into the one character of Alan Isaacman.
1: And I don't think in terms of storytelling in a movie, I don't think that's a bad idea. In fact, I think that was a, I think that was a good idea, honestly. Uh, Just for storytelling purposes, just for entertainment purposes, just for a narrative. I don't think that that was a bad idea.
2: When you're making a movie, you're telling a story. I mean, when people go to watch anything that's based on a true story, they're going there to be entertained by a movie. If they wanted the real story, they'd just watch a documentary. They're looking for entertainment, so not accuracy.
0: Well, but then see, part of my point is you've got that clearly made up for the movie of alan isaacman being his attorney the entire time and then you've got the word for word transcripts used in all the courtroom scenes so those are dead-on accurate to the insanity of what happened in larry flint's various trials so that kind of it gives the inauthentic parts a strange authenticity that i don't think your average moviegoer can can look past Does
2: that yes, make sense?
1: The, yes, they will look past, but
2: that. it doesn't it doesn't change <laughs> what actually happened, so Larry Flint was on trial, so they have one guy as a lawyer instead of a legal team for the simplicity of storytelling. They still have the outcome of the trial, right? They didn't just like make up stuff after that. Well, how about
0: something, and I know Brad, you said you haven't seen this yet, I don't know if Alex has the mid nineties h b o TV movie indictment, the McMartin trial. You remember the McMartin case, Brad, from the 80s? The was McMartin it? preschool? Uh,
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Well, basically, and when I say what happened, this is what happened in the trial. It turns out none of this is true. But basically, the McMartins were a family that ran a preschool. And it was in, like Los Angeles, San Francisco, somewhere in California. And they were accused of mass molestation, satanic rituals with all these kids it was one of the it was one of the real big media circuses of our lifetimes but you know the first ones
1: sure yeah
0: and and then it turned out that most of the kids were lying that the the prosecution was holding back evidence that that helped the defense so they you know, a lot of the prosecutors lost their jobs over this it turned out that the woman who started the accusation was an absolute nutball and she was also thinking people were molesting her dog and that her mailman was part of the CIA. The McMartin trial was made into a brilliant TV movie by Oliver Stone starring James Woods, and Mm -hmm. all of the courtroom stuff, with the exception of them having to change people's names, you know, like the underage children and things like that, is directly from the court transcript. So I'm going, yes, this really happened, but then you've got all the stuff with like James Wood talking to them and them in prison and that, and you go, Nobody can actually know what those conversations were, so clearly they were made up. How do we not know they're kind of padding the resume as it is to make it more dramatic, or do you think something like that, you underplay it? What do you expect out of these movies? I expect if it's told a true story, that it'd be true. Then you're naive
1: as hell. (laughs) It's a possibility. What are you you expecting out of this? Honestly, like... I'm seriously sitting here flabbergasted <laughs> at some of the nitpicky bullshit that's coming out of your mouth.
2: <laughs> Although I totally like, want to see this movie now about the CIA mailman who's molesting a dog. I yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, they didn't make that
2: part of the movie uh, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. That movie. would be that would be a whole movie of itself. Well, what about something like like Domino? Brad, you and I discussed it a little bit during the Tony Scott retrospective. Oh yeah, yeah. Where and yes, they, they do after a while. The initial movie poster, if you can find copies of it online, actually just called Domino a true story. Then they yeah. added the sort of after some, you know, after the real Domino Harvey was like, yeah, this isn't even close to being what mm-hmm. really happened in my life. They added the true story.
2: Okay, I of. thought that was based off of a
0: comic book. Domino with Kira Knightley by Tony Scott.
1: No, no, yeah. dude. You're thinking of uh, you're thinking of Kathy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're so easy to confuse, Brad. That's why. They're both about shopping. and <laughs> 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 Whether you like the movie Domino or not, it is so not accurate. They leave out her drug addiction. They leave out for, for one thing, she was irritated by the fact that they made her a heterosexual in the movie. Never even brings up the fact that she, while being bisexual, in her own words, in an interview she gave to Premiere. She was far gayer than she was straight. She par- far preferred women over men, yet that's never brought up. Basically, she said, or through a friend in The Guardian, this is right after she died, she feels that they've stolen her life from her.
1: Uh, Do you think I read that... It, I, read you, an, I read an interview with actual Domino Harvey that kind of laughed at a lot of the inaccuracies, so there's some differences there and sources, but... In that particular movie, I mean, yeah, it's the sort of is certainly right on that, but I thought the movie was very entertaining, and I thought it was just kind of meant to just be sort of a fluff piece of action entertainment. So I, I liked it. I, I did. Yeah, it's radically different than the true story. Than the than the true story, it certainly is. That's why it says sort of on the poster given that the movie I, I still found to be largely very entertaining. That really didn't bother me all that much. And again, if I if I really want to see something that's 100% accurate, I'll watch a documentary on Domino Harvey.
2: I will agree. Just watch a documentary if you want the accuracy, because the movie, and the movies are billed as fiction.
0: I'm I'm on the record with this. I do not really believe in the supernatural. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe uh-huh. in spiritual possession or anything. True stories, and I think you know where I'm going with this, Brad. Like the Amityville Horror,
1: like Amityville, or the one I watched earlier, Haunting in Connecticut, Two Ghosts of Georgia. Yeah, that said, okay. that, or, or, or that or, or, said or, that said based on a true story in front of it, or even the or even or, or, the, book or even
0: was... the uh, I believe it's from 1980, The Entity, the one where Barbara Hershey gets raped by a ghost. Hell yeah. To to believe that those are a true story, do you think it requires? that I would believe in ghosts to believe in the Amityville Horror? Or do you think your average person who maybe does not believe in ghosts could still go, oh my god, I cannot believe that that's a true story. That really happened? I'm terribly frightened.
2: Well, you don't need to actually be a true story to slap based on a true story on on your thing there. But no, 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 I'm not that. just
0: talking about the movie. I mean, the people involved in the Amityville Horror have been on... TV, they've written books about how goddammit this is a true story. Why they later No, no, they later later, later. I mean at the time they they were insisting this was goddamn true. They were totally hoaxing a publisher. (laughs) More or less. But 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 when you see when you see supernatural movies like that, does it kind of strain the credibility of based on a true story when you look at the entity or haunting in Connecticut one or two or anything Uh... like that?
1: I kind of look at it from the point of view of i mean taking amityville out of it because they've admitted that that was a hoax some of the others I look at it from the point of view of well, I guess whoever's telling the story thinks it's true so
2: <laughs> <laughs> i whatever figured.
1: whatever source material this is coming from i I guess they believe it to be true I mean look i in terms of ghosts and stuff like that i'm I'm not going to say that I believe one way or the other about that because there is no proof one way or the other. So I, I don't know. I, I have absolutely no idea. I I can't say that I've ever ever gone to like a haunting, like ghost type movie that's said based on a true story. And no matter how good or bad the movie is, the movie could be great. I can't say I've ever gone to one and then, and then left and said like, oh my God that actually happened i can't say that that's ever been the case but with that being said you know i'm sure there's a lot of cases where whoever was telling the story whatever source material it comes from i'm sure they believe it
0: (laughs) you
2: were gonna say something alex that based on a true story being slapped on ghost movies like that that's only to scare really gullible people so, like, the person that would probably see Paranormal Activity 5 and go, oh, scariest movie ever is the same person that's going to say Haunting in Connecticut 2 is totally true story, guys.
0: I absolutely love this movie. And I think the last 20, 25 minutes are creepy as hell. But I'm sorry. I don't believe Fire in the Sky actually happened. Love but the that movie. Does it-
1: that doesn't but, take away from the movie being any good.
0: No, and, and those last 20 minutes when he's quote-unquote remembering what happened uh-huh. on the alien spacecraft, you tell me that that does not make your skin crawl even to this day when you oh, see dude. that last 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And And, like, believing whether or not that actually happened to me doesn't take away from the movie. It's still a really creepy scene. It's still a real tingly freaking scene. But whether or not I believe that actually happened doesn't, doesn't take away from my enjoyment out of it. It doesn't take away from whether or not I think the movie's any
0: good. Alex, have you seen Fire in the Sky?
2: No, I've seen Communion.
0: Nice. Uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of the same, but not really. I mean, it, it does have walk-ins, so that's something. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then how about something a little more down-to-earth and a little more real-life scary, like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? is uh-huh. billed as the true story of Henry Lee Lucas, which it really wasn't. All the all the years later, afterwards, they said, yeah, they the police officially believe that Lucas made up most of the events that were later dramatized in the movie. So uh-huh. at the time, they were calling it a true story. Do you think when something is discredited, such as Amityville, that you need to co- stop calling it a true story? Because I, I believe even the Amityville remake was based on or called based on a true story, even though, as Brad pointed out, it had been severely discredited by that point, and they admitted it was fraud. Do you think that's kind of fraud on the producers to kind of go, most of the viewers, they're not going to know this was discredited. They're still going to think this is real. Um, I
1: think post-discrediting, like, for, like, I think, if, well, in terms of Henry and stuff like that, something that was made before certain things were discredited and whatnot, I... That movie's safe. It's it's fine. There's it, nothing wrong with what that movie did. Now it's the true re- at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the remake of Amityville horror. I, I think it said inspired by a true story, but even that uh, like it's like hey, I guess it is true that the Lutzes lived there. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's <laughs> it is, true that they
0: lived in a home that looked like maybe that, huh?
1: Yeah, and the uh the Ron and the Defeo family murders. That was that was all real yeah i I that that's walking kind of a fine line right there once you're trying to once you're if you're trying to promote something as true after it's been discredited inspired by maybe you could still kind of get away with that because there are there were still yeah. aspects of it that were true uh the defeo murders that that actually happened again, the fact that they lived there, but whatever <laughs> so I mean you could say like inspired by true events kind of, a little bit. But even still, that's, you're walking kind of a fine line right there.
0: Well, even pre-discreditation of the Amityville, do you think it was right for them to call the Amityville sequels? Because you got to remember, a lot of those were still billed as based on the true story's story. There's, you know, even, they were, even though Amityville 2, 3, I think 4, and then what, they have 6, 7 of those, they were all still kind of going, but see, they're all connected to this true story. So these are kind of true, even though they're totally made up.
1: The only one that I saw that uh, that still like kind of added the true elements to it was the second one, only because it was about the DeFeos. The whole you know, much of it was largely fiction, but uh, it was it still had Ronald DeFeo going through there, killing his family with a shotgun. That's the only one. But that's the only one that I think still kind of played with like the true story thing a bit. Though technically, there was more true about that one than the first one.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, in a in a uh, strange kind of off kilter way. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the third one and beyond that, I I never saw any of them still try to say that. If it
0: if, was... if you if you read like the opening credits, it'll be like based on the on the true story of of the Lutzes and stuff or Uh based on the characters, and you kind of go, you're still kind of trying to sell this as a true story. It isn't. You know, it's not.
1: Stop it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, whatever. (laughs) I don't think anyone's going into Amityville 3D to watch the movie equivalent of a documentary on the
0: Amityville house.
2: I'm pretty sure there was some accuracy to the one about the clock, though.
0: Yeah. The one about (laughs) the killer lamp that Fox TV made.
2: Yeah, that totally happened, man. Yeah, clocks exist. That on dude. The news, lamps exist.
0: Clocks, yeah, <laughs>
1: clocks exist. Dollhouses exist.
0: Well, and then we talked about this a little bit in our TV movie episode, but when when we talked about like the '90s and the rise of the sleaze tabloid trash movies, you know, like the 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 oh. two different Amy Fisher movies that come out. <laughs> the OJ movies and all this. Do you think it's fair to build those as, build those as true stories when they were going on the tabloid versions of the true story? Technically they're not wrong. So I will give them that. Yes. The Amy Fisher story did happen. Maybe not the way the movie showed, but it did happen. Or, or even ones like the OJ ones where they basically made OJ the killer before the trial was even done. So so they had no way of knowing, and yet they they tacked on an ending that that basically labeled him a killer, which I think he is, but that's not the point. Yeah.
2: yeah well, if they had waited until after the trial was done and nobody gave a damn anymore, nobody would have seen the movie. They had to work fast.
0: Had to work that's really what
2: fa- I'm saying. I'm asking about the and, ethics of doing that. And it, it, it is, I, I
1: don't know, but uh, it's it's just a tabloid trash movie. But, like, it is based on a true story, so I don't have anything against them saying that because it's a true story and the movie is based on that story.
0: So so you think something like like the Amy Fisher two movies that came – and this is the thing I love about it. When those two movies came out – first of all, I can't remember. Was the Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore one theatrical or was that a TV movie as well? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I couldn't. I cannot tell remember. I saw it on TV, but I can't remember if it was made for TV or not. Yeah. But those two yeah. movies came out relatively at the same time. They're both quote unquote based on the same story, yet they go in wildly different directions. How can you be based on the same story if you're not telling, you know? Well, the because same the movie's story?
1: not the movie's not saying a hundred percent based on this story. It's saying that this that it there was a true story that movie is based on that. It's not saying it's a documentary. Now, if it was a documentary and it went in two wildly different directions, that would be one thing. If it was actually recounting actual, like, events from, like, transcripts and stuff like that and went in two wildly different directions, that'd be another thing. But it's, that's just what movies like that do they they take aspects of a true story and they add fictitious elements to it to make a narrative to make a movie narrative and to make some kind of an entertaining movie out of it it's not supposed to be a documentary so the term in the case of that of amy fisher's story the term based on a true story is technically accurate it is based on a true story but that does not
0: mean that hundred percent of it is accurate I don't remember if Alexander, the Oliver Stone one, was said to be, this is what Alexander the Great was like or not. But there are a lot of people that think it is to the point where, yes, some schools show that movie in history class as going, this is what Alexander the Great was like. Do you think since we have no possible way of ever knowing how true or untrue a movie like Alexander is, Do you think that that's fair to be teaching it in history classes of all things? I think that what they're probably doing, which is what happened when
1: I was in high school, granted that movie came out after I was in high school, they're probably showing certain scenes from it that largely come from source material that are taught in schools.
2: And not necessarily showing it just for Alexander, but rather showing as being an exemplary of that era of history.
1: Yeah, when I was in school they would show us parts of certain movies like that and say and they would and they would talk about what's true about it, what isn't, what's largely fiction, what probably isn't. I get you probably be I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but I think you're really generalizing and saying that schools are saying that Alexander is 100% based on what actually happened. Well, if that's actually happening, then that's a crappy teacher.
0: It's the same thing. When my son was in high school, he he watched Mississippi Burning, uh-huh. and they did not pick out the parts that were like, okay, this is fiction, this is fact, this is fiction, this is fact. They showed Mississippi Burning basically as this is what happened in this case.
1: I think that, and I show, think too many no.
0: people do that. Like with Alexandra, I have a feeling. That more schools are showing Alexander as, this is what Alexander the Great was really like, and less doing what you were talking about of picking apart, okay, it was probably like this, but <laughs> well, there was this. Well, now you don't
1: know that 100% for sure, do you?
2: No, and I just admitted that.
1: Yeah, because, but I just, it, because I just pointed it out.
2: But does does it really matter? I mean, is Alexander's memory that important for the sake of things. I mean, is he going to come out of the grave and sue the school's districts for misrepresenting his life? But no,
0: I mean, like the Mississippi burning thing, there are people that think that's how that went up. Rosewood. I absolutely love the movie Rosewood, and it is relatively accurate, except anything that has to do with the Ving Rhames character. He's completely made up for the sake of the movie. There are people that think his character of Mr. Man really existed. I think when you mix the reality with the fiction and still call it a true story, you're speaking to you're you're not giving most Americans the leeway to really make their own decision. People still really do think what they see
2: in a movie called a true story is true. And those people we call fucking idiots because most people have the leeway to understand that what they see is isn't really. Rational people like
0: you and Brad and I do, yes. But no, you, go, you no. go to Middle Mirka and no. go into a Walmart and you no. ask them about that and they'll go, yeah, that really happened just like that.
1: Yeah, some stupid people would do that. But most people know that they are not making a documentary. You seem to be under the impression that they should be making a documentary. <laughs>
0: I'm not I'm just saying you yeah, you can't are play fast and loose with the facts yes you can
1: yes you can when you make when you're trying to make a movie because you're trying to make a good movie that's entertaining and not a boring one. That's why it says based on a true story that's why it says inspired by a true story that's why it doesn't say this movie is 100 percent accurate. There is a large difference than that. It is it, not a documentary. It's a work of fiction. And if you want all movies to do that, guess what? You're going to have a lot of freaking boring, poorly structured movies.
2: And in fact, a lot of them still end with the same disclaimer at the end of the credits of this was a work of fiction. Any, you know, similarity is entirely coincidental. That fiction disclaimer. I've seen that on documentaries, which really makes me question how true the documentary
0: is. Okay, Brad. You know, Brad, like like that that Powers Booth, the Guyana tragedy. I saw that as a kid. I'll admit I haven't seen it in a long time. I have no idea how accurate that really is to what really happened with Jim Jones other than the bits of news footage that I've actually seen. And I will say yes. Even if I nitpick the truth in it, it doesn't make it a bad movie. I just don't think it should be billed as the truth if you're making elements up, even if it is for the sake of good storytelling. And the commenters are going to go crazy, telling me that I am living, I'm an ideologue living in a world that movies cannot coexist in. And that might be, that might be true. But I think if you're calling it a true story, it should have truth to it.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean it has to be 100%. It's not saying this is 100% the truth. It's saying based on a true story, which it is. That's yeah, it's not, not saying. A- Yeah, that's not a lie. The Guyana Tragedy was a true story. That movie is based on it.
0: Well, okay, how about something like, and yes, this was said to not be based on a true story, but what's the difference between based on a true event and based on a true story? Something like Psycho. The original Psycho was the novel specifically. I can't remember if the Alfred Hitchcock movie was or not. -hmm. Was said to be based on Ed Gein. No, the movie is not really. I mean, yes, there are elements of Ed Gein in there, but it's not really based on Ed Gein. It's just kind of the skeletal structure—no pun intended—of Ed Gein.
1: Yeah, the same with Deranged, same with Chainsaw Massacre. They're inspired by the events of Ed Gein. Even you know the Buffalo Bill character from Silence of the Lambs. But yeah, that that's true. It's based on those events are more so inspired by those events really
2: psychos based off the book not but ed yeah gein. but the mm-hmm. book is based off ed gein so, yeah, but the movie never way, said movie, hey, hey. hey we're based off of ed gein. the movie said we're based off this best-selling novel which is based off ed gein, so it's just it's extra degree of separation really the, 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 yeah but the, the movie that, did would, ex- that would
0: be like saying oprah oprah writes an autobiography and then you make a movie based on the autobiography that, oh, well, then all of a sudden it's not a biogra- – the movie is not a biopic of Oprah because it's based on a book which just happens to be based on her life. You know, it's just a degree of separation there, Alex. Yeah, but the movie never yeah, said – Yeah, Alex, you're nitpicking. <laughs> yeah, what see, the you're hell? nitpicking now. You're turning into Josh Hadley in this argument
2: up Jeez. The movie never said it was based off of Ed Gein, and it makes no pretension to pretend to, you know, even attempt to be about Ed Gein. It's based off of a novel. And even the book was a novel. Which was
0: unabashedly based off Ed Gein. So in a way, yes. Like I said, it's it's just a degree of separation. If they made a true story out of your rise to fame as the cinema snob, Uh would you want them to make you a drug addict and maybe bisexual and all this for the sake of telling a better story? Would would you want your actual story told?
1: whatever. If it's an entertaining movie, fine. I'm not that nitpicky about my own life. Really, some aspects of my life are kind of boring. So, sure, if they want to make that more entertaining, I really wouldn't give a rat's
0: ass. You know what you should have done? You should have built the Cinema Snob movie as a true story just to see what would happen. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that would have been funny. Well, do you think when they do make true stories, that when they don't do that, do you think it's like nitpicky of me to when I'm watching Aaron Brockovich on cable and it's taking place in like 91 92 and there's PlayStation ads and Jurassic Park posters all over the Walmart that they're in that do you think it's nitpicky of me to go really you, you couldn't even have made it look like 1991? No,
1: that's that's not that's not nitpicky that's that's not nitpicky that's that's not bad storytelling right there that's just goofs in the movie that's, that's anachronisms in the movie that easily could have been covered up to tell the same exact
2: story And considering uh, that they had those in the movie they had to go back and pay licensing fees on those
0: mm-hmm. But I, no, I mean, like Aaron Brockovich one of the things that totally pulled me out of that movie besides the fact that it's mostly fiction even the real Aaron Brockovich admits that is is the fact that they've got PlayStation ads up 5 years before the PlayStation comes out and I'm like, "Man, they're really advertising this PlayStation thing early, aren't they?" Yeah, that's
1: not that's not any kind of nitpicky thing on a true story. That's just bad thing. That's just bad goofs happening in a period piece.
2: All right, well, then how about and people it Doesn't know, I, take me out of the movie though. I mean, that's just like, "Oh no, that boom mic showed the whole movie zero stars."
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean like it doesn't it would well I mean, it it depends. Uh, like, uh, uh, I'm I'm not really talking about boom mics or, or anything like that. I'm more more so like weird like anachronisms and stuff like that. So, you know, sometimes it doesn't bother me at all. Where it's like, hey, that light switch didn't exist back then. You know, that's just like pff, blow me. But if it's like a giant like modern Pepsi poster in the background or that stuff that they did in the prequel, the Dumb and Dumber like all those like uh, how
0: he's singing ice ice baby like five years before that song yeah yeah something
1: yeah stuff like that can be really can really take you out of the movie if it's if it's blatantly that obvious or like a uh, rock of ages that takes place in the mid to late 80s and they start singing a mid 90s song at one point well
0: okay then to, to finish off the episode Everyone knows I've got issues with Doug Walker, but I think he was dead on with his anger when he reviewed Patch Adams. Of how (laughs) – no, I mean, because that's that's billed as a true story. No, I agree. I agree.
1: I I agree. That,
0: that to me, is sleazy producing. That's billed as a true story. They change his real-life male best friend into a female best friend so they can give him a love interest in the movie. And then when they still go and murder that character, it's just, that to me is insulting to the truth. Do you guys agree that that is just, that is wrong when you do a true story? Not only you make it up, but you make it sleazier for the sake of selling more tickets?
1: That's the thing about Patch Adams is that, like, even taking taking the true story elements out of it, that movie was just manipulating as hell. Um, I, think I think that's a movie
0: to be insulting, as like how-
1: that. Yeah, like that. That's different. What Patch Adams does is a little different than what then uh, Star 80 using different names or Permanent Midnight not saying Alf. What Patch Adams did is a little different. Like that was a little more just blatantly manipulating the audience and blatantly doing some really sleazy stuff with that just to get some kind of weird, false emotions out of the audience, and not even doing it well, doing it really, really poorly. So, Patch Adams is an example of doing that kind of thing really, really badly. But if you take... But that also goes into, take the true story element out of it. That's just... That was just bad storytelling.
0: But then, do you do you think Patch Adams should, should be ashamed of itself, you know, giving it uh, its own personality? To... Call itself a true story when the real Patch Adams says basically 90% of that movie did not happen. And no, that is called based on a true story, not inspired by. And even mm-hmm. the real Patch Adams says most of this fucking movie never really happened. And it's not true at all.
1: Yeah, it should be a little more forthcoming on, uh, if it's about 90% inaccurate. Yeah, he, he said it should be, most it should of be the a little more, this not this is happen. this is a dramatization of actual events, you know, stuff like that however you would want to want to word it. I mean, it is technically it's you know, based on a real guy, but yeah, that's going in a little deeper because in that point at that point not even the story is really true. <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. at least at least at least with other things, you know, like we were talking about the Amy Fisher stuff and and things beyond that. At least at least with those That is a true story, and the movie was based on it. We get into Patch Adams territory, something that's about 90% fiction. At that point, you're going into, well, not even this story is really true.
0: Yeah, it's just we took this guy who really existed, and we built a movie around him that we think is entertaining. Uh Uh-huh. And that I find irritating as hell. Brad Jones, you are totally a fictional character, you are totally a fictional person, and nobody would ever believe that you are based on a true story. But where could they find you anyway?
1: (laughs) They could find me at (laughs) www.fixthegoddamnlinks.com.
0: Also known as thecinemasnob.com? Yeah, that too. Now, Alex, and yes, that is not his real name, so he is not based on a true story. Jowski, where can you be found? geektruthmedia.com. You thought I was going to out your real name there, didn't you?
2: Yeah, and you know how I hate that.
0: And I <laughs> didn't do that because you're my friend. You can find me at fix the goddamn links to um 1201 Com, and email the you're show fine. at 1201beyond@gmail.com. beyond at gmail.com. And hey guys, if you want the links fixed fixed on Brad's site, email Brad. I don't have access to Brad's site.
2: Smartasses. D- D- Brad can't fix jackalope either.
1: Yeah, because someone spilled honey mustard all over it.
2: You guys realize
0: Jackalope's not like a switchboard? Oh, never mind.
1: (laughs) Just a minute, gang.
2: (sighs) Oh, baby. Oh,